There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. Uh, I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And Chris Payne. What's up? Want to give a little shout out to Eric Ramirez. Feeling a little under the weather. Couldn't be here today. Feel, um, feel better, Erica. Feel better, Erica. I'm still um, IMing her uh, about rap mixtapes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really like this mixtape. Oh, she's so like, she's well she's enough online. to type. She's online. Yeah, she's well enough to type. Mm, not be on the <laughs> I was like, I really like this mixtape. And she's like, I'm sick. I can't handle this. <laughs> no no mixtapes when I'm yeah. sick. No mixtape talk when yeah. you're sick. I feel like we get sick a lot and we always talk about it. We do. New yeah. I, I would like to point out I have not been sick yet for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been so, sick either, honestly. Um, and I really have a terrible immune system. I don't know why. It's just it's worked out. I only get sick on weekends. We'll get to music in two seconds, I promise. But I have the worst luck. Or I get sick on Friday and then I'm fine by Monday, so I like never miss any work. I just get my weekends. I heard you. I actually heard you were pretty sick on Friday. I was very sick on Friday. Yes, um, but by choice. I got. <laughs> I wouldn't say by choice, but um, <laughs> there were some free shots coming our way. And, wow. You know, we, we are one of our for our listeners. People. One of our coworkers had a birthday party, um, and I heard Joe had a great time. And I'm Ooh, sorry I couldn't be there. Fun. Sorry yeah. I couldn't be there, man. Instead, um, how about we talk about these sick beats? Oh, <laughs> you can't say that Taylor, Taylor Swift trademark legal team it. is gonna is gonna fight um, me now. We'll have to and make me take down all my Taylor Swift things on Etsy. Cease and desist. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so before we get to music, I just want to say that we have um the Mowgli's stopped by for a special per- in studio performance and interview. Ooh. So stick around to the end of the podcast or fast forward to the end of the podcast if you want, because we have them. Uh, the new song is called don't I'm Good. It's really forward. great. You want to hear I, us I, first. I don't want people to fast first, forward, but be a I want them to acknowledge show. that they can do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mowgli's will be coming up in a bit. Let us talk about, um, should we start with Kendrick or Madonna? I'm going to toss that to it's you, up Jason. To you. It's up to you. Ugh. Those are your picks. Well, I'm going to start with Madonna because I always love Madonna. So yeah. we've got uh, right after her Grammy performance, which I thought was incredible. I'm, we actually really? haven't talked about Living for Love specifically on this podcast. It's really grown on I me. I did. Oh, we, no, we talked about We talked Bitch about Bitch and Madonna. Madonna. Okay. Um, anyways, did Living for Love. Sounded great at the Grammys. Um, released three new songs a few hours after. It seems the one that she's kind of like, the one that made it to Spotify, which makes me think she's trying to give the most attention to, is called Iconic. I'm not crazy about it. It's That's another the one like with Mike Tyson. It's and with Chance Mike the Rapper, Tyson. Right? Mm. I just gives I haven't me heard a, that one a yet. weird. Because it, it's okay. It's an okay yeah. song, but 
it starts out with this kind of empowering quote from Mike Tyson, but it's actually him quoting Mussolini, which yep. is kind of just like, like why? why are we... <laughs> yeah, that's, but a, that's tough, a fascist that's a dictator. Call. You know, that's not a. Do you think Madonna a knows? Cool person. Oh, she definitely knows. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, why that? I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I mean, she also had her Living for Love video was like featuring a bunch of bullfighting, and at the end, she's like, "Bullfighting is vicious," says Friedrich Nietzsche. So who knows <laughs> so what's going awesome. on? But uh, so the song I wanted to shine a light on is called "Hold Tight." Um, it is pretty like just a regular song. This one is not Diplo produced; it's Ryan Tedder produced. So it's oh, a little smoother around the edges. Um, a lot of fans have been kind of likening it to Power of Goodbye. I, th- I think that's a fair comparison, yeah. but I think the kind of sheen, the production sheen is very modern. Like it's, um, you know, more like pop as of, you know, one or two years ago as per the Ryan Tedder vibe. Yep. And, um, you know, it's not life-changing. I just think it's it's a great, great, nice Madonna song. It's got some martial drumming on it and a it's really swell. sing-along chorus. Yeah. How do, do you, you, how do you think it compares, because you seem to be a, a bigger Madonna fan than I, how do you think it compares to her lead singles from the recent future or recent past? Um, I would say much better. I feel, I'm feeling okay. really good about this Madonna album. The last really? one, MDNA, was kind of a kind of a slog to get through, honestly. Like, yeah. start to finish, the album is not good. Because yeah. it's been a minute since she really had a, a big relevant pop hit aside from just coasting along and like, yeah, I'm Madonna. And because of that, you'll take it, pay attention to these songs. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up is that I, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this album a little bit. And it's not, I, I, I think these songs are fine. And I thought the, I'm surprised to hear that you really love the performance because I thought the performance was like enjoyable because it was Madonna and she like at the end she was like everybody stand up and and right. then she ascended to heaven yes, was which incredible. was hilarious mm-hmm. but in terms of like if if like if a non-Madonna artist put out these songs and did that performance I don't think anyone would be talking about it that might be true of the performance I do think Living for Love is one of the better songs of 2015 wow I really, gotten. that's the thing is I say that I saying, I really like it and I liked this song. Like I didn't love it like you. Um, but like, I just want something that stops me in my tracks. You want her to be authoritative yeah, and not just exactly. be coasting on her legacy and like Man. phoning in with B work. Yeah, I totally agree. You guys and might be asking a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just, I don't know. It's, it's like, I, I listened to living for love and I was like, Okay, this isn't like the smash, but this is a promising sign. That's kind of how I thought of it because it, it was a good, it was a great fusion of like past Madonna and present Madonna, mm-hmm. especially in terms of the production. And I feel like everything else I've heard from this album, I mean, I w- when we talked about Bitch on Madonna, I was really down on it. And yeah. I remain really down on mm-hmm. it. And Tisk. this one's better. It just, it's a little plain for me. Mm. So. I, think it, I think that's fair. And I think. You know, I mean, at this point in her career, she's not, like, the leading pop artist anymore. Yeah. And I think kind of, as a as a big Madonna fan, there are there are many of us out there, um, you yeah. know, you kind of have to be <laughs> expecting something that's, like, solid. Maybe not going to change the game, but, like, a really solid, nice pop Madonna album. Something not, in my opinion, not like MDNA, which was, like, trying too hard to sound like the trends and just kind of, like, stale and distant. This has some warmth to it. I think yeah. she sounds comfortable and happy, um, which is why I'm I'm digging this. All right, the sound. 
but but let's listen to it. It's Madonna Hold Tight. Hold tight as long as you're by my side. Hold tight, everything's gonna be alright. Only love, only love tonight. Like songs will burn it so bright. Alright, that was Madonna Hold Tight. Next up, let's talk. We've got a new Florence in the Machine song or a new snippet of song. Teaser. Teaser or something. Um, it is called How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. Um, do we know what the title of this next album is called? No. That hasn't been so. released yet. Okay. Yeah, so we haven't heard much. So, yeah. So, there was a, a video that came out today. I think it was today. Well, by the time mm. the podcast comes out, it won't be today. Yeah. Um, basically, it, it's this kind of orchestral Florence and the Machine song. What really surprised me about it is how, like, stately it sounds. Like, the first album was kind of, like, soulful and rockin'. This is like really. I mean, I guess maybe this is like the intro to the album, but it's there's not a lot of like groove to it. It's pretty stately, I guess. Is the fair yeah, word. it does sound like a big build up to something. And her last album really was just a series of massive songs with pummeling drum beat after pummeling drum beat. Florence singing the hell out of every song, and yep. it feels like we could be in store for that because this seems like a lead up to something of that caliber. Yeah. And are you happy about that, or I hope it's varied i i think that plays into florence's strengths for sure but florence's last album even though i liked it a lot on the time side it it did run a little long and it was starting to just be a repetition of one sort of song and it's a song that she does very well but i would like to see her try some different textures some different vibes with her songwriting Yeah, I totally agree. I'm I I really like Florence and the Machine. I wouldn't call myself like a a huge fan, but I'm pretty pumped for this record because I feel like they've g- they've gathered so much kind of interest in them and they're a great live band. They're playing mm-hmm. a bunch of festivals this summer, which is cool. Um and we're going to get to Alabama Shakes, who's another great festival band and um but but it's just cool to to see Florence Welsh come back and this is like like uh, Chris said this is kind of just a teaser, but I, I also hope that she switches it up a little bit because it seemed like this is this is a little maybe a little bit of a stretch, but it seemed like uh, between the first album and uh, the second album, it was kind of like a Strokes like is this it Room on Fire where like the first album was like genius to me, and then the second album was like oh this is more of the same, which is good, and then like the third by the third album like this is the time I, I'm like all right let's let's mm-hmm. change it up a little bit. I feel like my, and I, I loved Lungs, and you're right, live, they're incredible. Lungs, I really thought was fantastic. But yeah, Ceremonial's the second one I liked, but what kind of bugged me was that it wasn't actually more of the same. It was like more of the same minus the fun. Like it yeah, was just a lot of true. the kind of like, like Chris was saying, like the varied sounds were taken out of it. Yeah. It was so epic. A little, yeah, a little too epic like start every, to finish. Every song was like five and a half minutes, and by the four minutes, it was right. like, ah! Yeah, I mean, exactly. every song can't be that, like, because you stop caring. But anyway, so I am a little, I guess, concerned is maybe a strong word, but with this teaser, it does seem like we're in for more, like, epic, fair, like, this music sounds like it could be used, scored over Lord of the Rings or something, and it's like, do I want mm. 60 minutes of that? Not really. Although in the pop game right now, there aren't too many artists as big as Florence or bigger who write music like that. So there is That's that. true. Yeah. It's true. Even if it's samey within a Florence album, it's still compared to other pop artists and top forty, it's still different. That is true. Yeah, it's not like I want her to like do all about the that thing, bass or something. Thing, well, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That, actually, that be. would be incredible to hear Florence oh, no, Welch sing. 
um i i will say that on the first album my favorite songs were like basically just pop songs like uh like kiss with a fist and howl mm-hmm. and some of those songs they, like, they weren't as like epic as like a dog days are over they were a little bit more compact and i like that they were just kind of like a short punch instead of like this elaborate like destruction move so mm-hmm. i i i i hope that that's what i'm hoping for with this album i guess a little bit more of that so we're, we're cautiously optimistic cautiously is what it sounds I, like you know what the thing the thing is with florence is like the, whatever they put out they're going to be an awesome live band like that mm-hmm. that's to me is that there is their essence it's like just see them live like you yeah. uh, hopefully these songs are going to be great if they're good instead of great like they're still going to be it's still going to be a great concert that is true. All right. Well, let's listen to a uh, snippet of the teaser, Florence and the Machine, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. How blue, how beautiful, how big, how blue, how beautiful, how big, how blue. All right. That was the new Florence. Um, next up, as Jason alluded to, let's talk about Alabama Shakes. Yeah. Got a new track called Don't Want to Fight. Don't Want to Fight. I, I mean, the thing about Alabama Shakes is the, it, it's funny that we're talking about them and Florence in uh, in the same show because I, I feel the exact same way about Florence and the Machine as I feel about Al- Alabama Shakes, which is that really good albums, nothing like mind-blowing but oh man, you got to see them live. Like just on like a hot like summer day. I always like to set mm-hmm. the scene when I talk mm-hmm. about yeah. seeing <laughs> festival bands. But like we, I don't know. This might have been the year before. I th- no, I think this was the year, Chris, before you came with me to Bonnaroo for the first time. I think it was 2012. They played at Bonnaroo on the Thursday night, like the opening night, uh-huh. um, at like a 10 o'clock set, and they were unreal. Like and, and that at that point they were still just kind of getting started. And they, you know, they just shook the entire audience of, of thousands of people at Bonnaroo. Anyway, so going back to uh, this song, um, "Don't Want to Fight." This is just, uh, this is just. I don't want to say more of the same because mm-hmm. I, I want to say that in a, like a positive way. Like this is right. Alabama sh- Shakes sticking to their strengths. You have, um, you know, just an amazing guitar line. You have just yeah. amazing singing. It's not something that's going to like change the rock game, but you know, I I hope that they. I, I feel like they their trajectory is going to be t- on along the lines of like Black Keys yeah, in the terms of cool. like mm-hmm. just kind of grinding out these live dates and and really getting the a bigger and bigger audience over time, um, and then eventually they'll be scooping up Grammys and collecting number one albums without really having like and maybe even having like some crossover radio hits. I don't know if this is it, but, uh, yeah, I was going to ask that. Do you think they could have a big hit song? I don't, I think so. Like, it doesn't seem that insane to me. Like, what do you think, Joe? Yeah. I I think it's, you know, rock radio is such a weird thing. Uh, Not just rock radio, but radio in general. It's almost like every few years, suddenly pop radio is looking for one or two rock songs to like throw into the mix. And, and it's usually ones that have already been, on the radar of rock radio and already conquered that for maybe a year and right. it just has that staying power and that legitimacy so program directors from pop and top 40 will like take a risk on it right like yeah. kings like kings of leon mm-hmm. sex on fire or black totally. keys yeah absolutely um yeah i mean i think this song I'm, I'm excited really for their next album because i think i really like them and they're great live 
uh, the the first album they had was very throwbacky in a good way. And I yeah. think one thing I like about this song is it sounds a little a little less like the band, like the band, the band. Yeah. Um, and a little <laughs> just a little funkier, and like her voice is a little um angrier it almost seems yeah. i mean like i'm i'm exaggerating so it's not like she's angry on this song but there's a little more oomph to the delivery yeah. that you kind of didn't get on the first album i so. agree i think they've kind of sanded off their extra parts if the, if you will and and become a little bit more muscular they they've mm-hmm. figured out what they're best at which is britney howard singing the guitar riffs keeping things very quick and and easy and accessible and yeah i mean this is this is something that like Add to like your spring playlist when this when this uh, when this album comes out in April, I believe, and it's a uh, it's a good one. All right, well let's listen to it. It is Alabama Shakes. Don't want to fight. <laughs> Alabama Shakes. Uh, next up, let's do Kendrick. So we have a new Kendrick Lamar track called The Blacker the Berry. Um, this is just, I mean, God, the the roll up to this new Kendrick album has just been so strange. So we had yeah. I, which is, you know, a real kind of um, 180 for him, this kind of self-love, hippie, self-empowerment yeah. anthem. Then his like really like almost deconstructing hip hop jazzy performance on the Colbert show of an untitled song. Yeah. And now we've got this, which is the black or the berry, which is um, a very, I mean, I don't even know. I'm going to say, I don't know how to describe it, which is a terrible thing. Cause that's exactly what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing. But um, you know, like it, he sounds angry. It's very lyrically self-conscious. It's hard to tell if he's talking about talking from the perspective of a character or himself. It seems like perhaps in lieu of, um, some of the Twitter beef he got into with Azalea Banks, him, uh, where she kind of called him out for, you know, allegedly saying insensitive things about, um, you know, cops and racial profiling. It, it sounds, he sounds a little defensive on this. Yeah. But at the same time, defensive in terms that, I mean, he sings about or raps about being a hypocrite. So it sounds like he's very conflicted. Conflicted actually might be the wrong word. It sounds like he's just acknowledging like how complicated his viewpoints on the world are. Yeah. Like for in one moment he's you know acknowledging how screwed up everything is. In the other moment he's acknowledging that maybe he doesn't care as much as he should or that he's culpable in some way. Um, it's just a really like complicated song. You're not gonna end it feeling any strong way other than maybe confused pissed off. and pissed off. Pissed yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Um. What do, what do you guys think? I just uh, well, I, I just want to interject and say that I listened to this song, and the first thing I thought was when it really started to get going was that he sounded a lot like Eminem on this song. Like huh. he said, like if you listen to this song and then like the way I am, very That's similar flow. Mm. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rap the way I am. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and uh, like we'll he he t- he talks about being saddened over the death of Chayvon Martin, and then points out that he's been responsible for the death of someone like yeah. it's a heavy song yeah it definitely is like shit that's really heavy yeah yeah especially if this is a song that becomes something that's pushed a lot as a single of the new kendrick album which yeah. is gonna get a lot of attention yeah it's it's definitely what i like about this from a technical standpoint is that going back to like the m&m comparison um he's so 
provocative with his words and he he's so rapid with his delivery and yet he has this skill of never letting anything get lost in translation like you get these very powerful images immediately and mm-hmm. then you're on to the next image then you're on to the next image and he, de- he doesn't slow down but it's also not too fast that you can't keep up um, there's a lot of power in these words and there's just like it I, I'm more impressed like it, it's going to take me a while to listen to this song and really get through everything he's trying to say parse through the words but I, I'm just impressed on a technical standpoint I mean not that he had to prove him reprove himself right. as a rapper but just what he's become since like it, it made me think of like his old mixtapes like section 80 like he's such a better rapper now that's true that's a really good point yeah. i mean yeah his creative growth has been insane and um i mean yeah i couldn't be more curious and excited about the album and i think that's the the weird thing about these songs is um you know it's not just that he sounds not just that he's on top of his game but that he's still like really challenging his sound and challenging like where rap can go to yeah. next and there's not a ton of people you could say that about there's yeah. hardly any i'm thinking like of mainstream rappers who'll get that level of attention and promotion this year like who else is using these kinds of song structures this sort of lyrical delivery these sorts of heavy themes like he's pr- kanye gets really heavy too but i think in less accessible ways yeah t- he has a different way of it's getting a different heavy. approach um it's, yeah he's kendrick kind of stands alone yeah i mean as he's far as mainstream rappers for sure um, but let's, let's listen to part of it. It's Kendrick Lamar. The song's called The Black or the Berry, and it features um, a, a vocal from Assassin, who was on, actually speaking of Kanye, he was on the Yeezus song, I'm In It. So, uh, Kendrick, The Black or the Berry. <laughs> Kendrick, um, and I think Jason, you're totally right. I feel like this just came out, and I feel like I need like days to digest. Yeah, this exactly. Appropriately, um, but but let's move on. So this is a uh, C Pain pick, Hot Chip, Hurachi yes. Lights, and I have yes. to say, uh, before you talk about it, Hot Chip, I have such like when they kind of had their breakthrough with the Warning, I was into them. Mm-hmm. They kind of lost me for a few years there, so I'm definitely. A fa- I'm, I've described myself as this before with other bands. I'm a fair weather friend to Hot Chip, mm-hmm. but this song <laughs> is fantastic, and I'm like genuinely excited. See, about I think they're really consistent. Album. I think just every three years you can bang. Oh, Hot Chip's gonna put out a good album. I would argue, and I, we've talked about this, Joe, that they've get, been getting better and better, and I think their last album is their best album. Like in our heads, it didn't get like that mm-hmm. kind of pitchfork shine. Mm-hmm. I feel like that they're used to, but like. Man, that album's so good. Yeah, I it's think with so I think with good. indie music and indie bands like this that are big but won't really cross over, it gets hard when you're not a buzz band anymore because right. people are they always like thirsting for yeah for that buzz band narrative, and there isn't as much of a sexy narrative when it's just like a veteran band that consistently puts out great albums. Yeah, it's just like all right, they're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but exactly. yeah, we should pay attention to this music because it's awesome. Uh, and this is a, such a good single. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's, I mean the song is just like. What, what I really appreciate, it's, it's a great dance jam to start with, but there's also just a lot of varied production in it, which you don't really get from a ton of indie music these days. Like, the production really switches up multiple, like, it's both kind of organic, and then there's some vocoder, vocoder yeah, vocals yeah. in there. 
It's um, like those LCD sound system vibes that like that throne that probably no one will really take since LCD stopped making music. Yeah, RIP. Well, they're not dead, but the yeah. band is over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it definitely is like Daft Punk LCD, yeah, like heavy house vibes, and then like that those big bass parts that come up throughout the song, and the high pitched vocals. There's just so much going on. Yeah. Oh man. Like it. It's just such a pleasure to listen to this band continue to make great music. And yeah, that's the thing is it. it like like C Pain said, it, it's hard because they just don't have like a sexy backstory. They're just like a really good band that every three years puts out a really good album. Um, and they're gonna put out an- another mm-hmm. probably really good album of dance music. And um, yeah, it's just this is. I, what I feel about this song is that it's it's very good, and I I think that there's going to be stuff on this album that's better than this. Hmm. Like uh, hiring for your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's kind of how I feel. I feel like this is a good intro, if not like the standout single. It's very good. Like, again, I, I really, really like it, and I'm going to be playing a lot of it, but I feel like there's going to be something even better. The best is yet to come. Exactly. Lipschitz prediction. Yes. You got to listen to the, you gotta listen In Our Heads again, man. I, I do. I need oh, to return to that. So good. Um, I promise. This week, <laughs> I will do that. So, yeah, this, this is Hot Chip, uh, Hurachi Lights, and it's from the upcoming sixth album, Why Make Sense? Question mark? Hot chip. Um, next up, let's do a uh, let's do Speedy Ortiz. Okay. So, uh, Speedy Ortiz just dropped a new song. It's called "Raising the Skate." Uh, I don't know if anyone's a fan of them, been paying attention. They are a, gr- a great Brooklyn band led by uh, Sadie Dupois, and she has this real like. It's undeniable. Like you listen to it, and you're like, "Yes, this person grew up listening to and loving '90s alt rock." Like you definitely get strong like. Like, she has a master's course in Stephen Malcolmus, basically. Mm. But unlike a lot of that music, I, her songs really stand on their own and also just, like, really rock the hell out, which, you know, is mm. also something you probably wouldn't say about Pavement, even at their, their height. Like, these are great mm-hmm. rock songs. Um, so the new one is called Raising the Skates. Um, it's the first from their upcoming album, Foil Deer. And it also, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it is that part of the chorus is, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss, which is mm. the title of Sinead O'Connor's Sinead. last album. So I, I just have to wonder, like, 
Is this like a Sinead shout out? Shout Hopefully. Hopefully this is Speedy Ortiz like tipping the hat to <laughs> latter day Sinead O'Connor. Um, but but Chris, what do you think? You have thoughts on yeah, this? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. In a way that I, I like to see bands like Sadie, that like Speedy Ortiz develop where you start off with them and the instrumentals are really good. The guitars, as you were saying, they know what they're doing. The lyrics are sharp. The songwriting just often needs to get better, and that's what I think has happened here. This is a much tighter song than we've heard in the past from Speedy Ortiz, and I'm really excited about what they can do as they continue to just turn more people onto their music. Because I think we've seen a lot of similar punk bands like Waxahachie and Screaming Females do that lately. There's probably a couple more, but can't think of them right now but those are two good examples of bands who are just steadily getting more attention with each album starting to get outside the punk bubble and just making the the songwriting tighter and tighter yeah and i think kind of speaking to what we were saying with like more media friendly narratives like one thing speedy ortiz has going for them is yeah, the buzz band is yeah i mean this is only their second album and the first one for being really kind of just coming from an indie Brooklyn band and making like a big splash and getting coverage in Rolling Stone and a bunch of other publications like feel this could be the pub- the album that kind of like pumps them to the next level. Yeah, do they live in Brooklyn cuz I know they they have Massachusetts roots. They yeah, you're right. I keep saying Brooklyn. I feel you're like just a, yeah, yeah, it's like I feel like they live in Brooklyn, bands. but they might be like Massachusetts. And they also what I what I find a lot is journalists or people who just read things tend to just remember where the band grew up and just don't take into account that usually members just move around and just live in different places. Right. I feel like it's because I saw them do a lot of shows mm. in the early days yeah. in Brooklyn. I was like, oh, they're Brooklyn. But but like so many people living in Brooklyn, no, they're actually from Massachusetts. Thank you for pointing mm. that out. Fact check. Chris oh, Payne on the fact snap. check. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool song. So let's let's listen to it. Speedy Ortiz, Raise the Skate. Reflection. That was Speedy Ortiz and, and Chris. What were you going to say about? Oh, I just think Speedy Ortiz is a great band name. Yeah, it's Destiny a really fun success. We all agree, Speedy Ortiz, best band name of the podcast. Sorry, Florence plus the machine. Oh, Alabama Shakes. Ooh, Alabama Shakes is a weird band name. I don't. Know. I, I mean, like it. It kind of gives you a sense yeah, of what they're. I feel yeah, exactly. I good, feel. Yeah. I, listen, I love the Speedy. Like, that's it a mean? good like. I feel like that's a good like Billboard.com poll. <laughs> what's that, the best five people would vote in ba- yeah what's the best band name speedy ortiz or what's the it would be cool to just have name. like pop fans look at names of a bunch of punk and diy bands and say which names they think are best that'd be awesome i mean when you think about it hot chip is not the coolest name like that's a I mean, cool like, name this I potato think. chip is just too uh, hot or this computer or they're, they're, chip they're, <laughs> ouch, they're, ouch. they're british so maybe it's about a french fry. oh that's true yeah uh, never mind then it's great then because a hot french fry who just anyways this is total tangent let's talk about uh jason pick tori kelly song tori is called kelly. nobody love yeah so tori kelly is um a female pop artist who is being managed by scooter braun she's in the scooter braun uh, class and she's been trying to make it happen for a while. This is her new single. It's called Nobody Love. I'm uh I'm reading the credits. It's uh Max Martin co-wrote this. I was I wanted to see if he co-wrote it or wrote it. He co-wrote it. Uh, Max Martin actually serves as the executive producer on her album, so it's it's definitely something to pay attention to. 
I don't think that this song is her breakthrough. She's been trying to find a, a breakout singer, single for a while. This is uh, the lead single from her album. It comes out in the spring. And it's, um, you know, Max Martin, who just won his first Grammy, is a pop god. And I don't think that this song is a standout, unfortunately. Um, I, I like what she does on the track. I think that she has very interesting vocals in a way that is very warm and, and compelling, but it just doesn't sound like this is the song to really take it there. Uh, what'd you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I was since you selected it, I was kind of ready to, to lock horns, uh, Madonna dancer style. But <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I agree with Madonna you on this. Yeah, I, I listened to this, and uh, I mean, I don't know, I, I just couldn't get over the feeling that it almost sounds a little kiddish, a little like that's how music, I feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it just like I don't know. It could be a, a Disney crossover type. I mean, song. The, the thing is that this is a project with a really great pedigree, and I think that's why people are paying attention to it. Um, you know, there's a, a ton of aspiring female pop artists out there, but not many of them have their album executive produced by Max Martin. Mm-hmm. Have the same manager as like Bieber and and stuff like that. Yeah, isn't it kind of out of the nor- ordinary too that he took on a female artist? Because I feel like it's mostly like young boy um, up and Carly Ray. Oh think, right, is, you're right. Yeah, is, so is you're right. I think that might be the only one, maybe. Unless I think he has a K-pop female. Maybe I don't know. I, he does I have Psy. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so there's there's really no point there. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that Carly Rae album was so good. That, I oh really man. wish that it gotten yeah. more let's, attention. Let's just talk about the new, yes. yeah, new, oh uh, March, Mar- new single in March. I'm really excited. Pro, yeah, let's pro, do produced it, Produced written by Dev Hines. I think so. That's, well, she was God. in the, she I was, can't imagine that. This Carly Rae I can't, still can't believe that happens. Incredible. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it's Dev like what Hines. pop bloggers dream about coming to <laughs> know, life. It like, literally is. I think uh, Pop Justice, which is like a UK blog, uh, posted that and they were just like, had like 20 exclamation points (laughs) it was uh it was perfect but anyway back to tori kelly yeah i I mean this is a project that i'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on but i'm not sold on tori just yet because of this song totally well let's uh listen to it tori kelly nobody loved was Tori Kelly. Um, next up, we are going to go to the Mowgli's, who stopped by the Billboard oh, yeah. Studios of course. to perform their new single, I'm Good, and also talk about it. Um, but before we do that, I want to say thank you to Jason and Chris for swinging by. Hey, man. Much appreciated. No problem. Of course. Love you guys. Aww. And uh, all right, let's, let's cut to the Mowgli's. They're coming in right now. We They're coming. Oh, here, here they, they are. <laughs> Hi, guys. What's up, guys? We're the Mowgli's, and this is our single, I'm Good. Check it out. i 
other person If we come together like we should We could all be good Hello, I'm sitting here with the Mowgli's on the Muster Music podcast. They just performed their new single, I'm Good, which sounded awesome. It sounded beyond good, nice. by the way. Uh, you guys sound great. So what, well, first, you guys have a, a pretty massive band. Do you want to just quick go down the line and say your names? Sure thing. Kick it off. I'm Andy, and I play the drums in the Mowgli's. Hey. Hey, hey. Hi. I'm, hi. Hey, Andy. Hey, hey. I'm Dave. I play keys. Hey, I'm Matt. I play bass. Hey, I'm Josh. I play guitar and sing. Hey, I'm Colin. I play guitar and sing. Hey, I'm Katie. I sing. I'm Spencer, and I play guitar and sing. Cool. Um, so where, I, I guess this is your new single. It just came out the other day. Uh, Yesterday. Or the yeah. other day. Yesterday. Yeah. So where, where did this come from? Like, how'd you guys write this? Uh, we actually were um, approached about doing this anti-bullying campaign with a bunch of different artists. And, uh, and it just sounded like something we wanted to get on board with. So we went over there one day and collaborated with some people and made a song and then just kind of never really thought much uh, of it for, you know, a few months. And then, uh, our label came back and they said, you know, we, we really love this song and we think you guys should re-record it and put it on the record. And, uh, and so we did, we worked with some other friends of ours and made it something that we were really excited about. And, uh, it came from this place of pretty cool intention just to make people feel good. Yeah, well, it's it's super catchy. I mean, I feel like it's just, it's just going through your head like every hour of every day. Thanks. That's great. That's awesome. Um, like I said, you know, we just kind of wanted to make people send a message out to be nice and positive and help people that were getting bullied. And um, yeah, it turns out it's kind of catchy and people are digging it. And that's we're excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're excited we, to see how it goes. We also just realized how much every day, how much people say, I'm good. Like you're like, hey, want a Snickers? They're like, no, I'm good. Yeah, it's true. It happens every every conversation I've had, I think, since the birth of this song. It's true. And every time it happens, we're like, Gah! oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, and so I'm just curious, you, you know, this is like definitely a poppy song. But you guys have a pretty big band. Do you guys jam as well? Like more like extended type stuff? Um, yeah. You we know, jammed. The other day, actually, we uh, turned off the lights and jammed. And it oh, was yeah. We, we jammed in the dark. While. The boys jam all the time. Cool. I I think that when we get the opportunity in our live show, when we have like 90 minute sets regularly, mm -hmm. it'll be really cool to see, you know, what everybody does. Um, I think there'll be a lot of jamming, a lot of inviting other friends up to jam while Katie takes a sip of a drink. Katie tambourine solo, maybe? Yeah. I, one can only hope. Also, I, just I hope. to clear it up, when we say jam, we don't mean like like fish jam we mean like <laughs> halftime just rocking like e minor or something for like an hour and a half dave can, <laughs> right. dave can go pretty nuts on the old keys yeah dave, we can play e minor so david well, david tell us about your keyboard playing I've heard skills. of that chord yeah. do you like playing keyboard dave i like the keyboard. Dave, can you play yeah. an n chord can you play an n minor n sorry minor? what do you want to talk about <laughs> um yeah. so how, how did you guys come together as a band we uh, were living in L.A., and me and Katie and Josh and Matt and Dave and Andy and Spencer <laughs> started, all of us. started the Mowgli's. And um, 
we were just like kind of jamming in on the E minor chord for a long, a long time a in the garage in a, a minor at that time, a minor actually, in yeah. the valley. We thought we were, so and we like wrote some songs that I guess we didn't think were all that bad. And then we were like, maybe we should do this for real. And then we started playing shows in the in we Venice just Beach. Started and never stopped playing shows. Yeah, that's true. And now, we're, yes, and now we're here. <laughs> now we're here talking to you. It is very interesting how we all came together, just kind of through different threads of life, and we all kind of some of the band grew up together, and then a few of us came in a little later. And um, it's it's just cool. It's like such a small world sometimes, you know. And that's one of those. I had biology with Andy in 10th grade. You nice. love telling that story. Oh, so that's where it all began. Nucleus. Biology Actually, in 10th grade. Andy and I were in a play when we were term. like six. Yeah. Well, what was your head biology with Andy in 10th grade? It was like grade. a horrible original play called Five Phony Fairy Tales. It was horrible. It was so bad. What? What? Me and Josh were from the farmlands. Yeah, we actually lived in Koreatown, Colin and I, together in LA, but we never knew each other at that time. And we found out later that we lived like a block away from each other. What? You lived in Koreatown? We were going to the yeah. different karaoke bars, man. Yep. I right. think our, our paths have been uh, kind of crossing, like ships passing in the night for years, mm-hmm. and finally, yeah. finally at some night. point, we it's all... Like spaceships. We all met. Ships passing in the night, Hemingway. <laughs> and so you've got uh, album number two coming up. How different is it from the first one? It's I really think it's different. like pretty different, which I'm really <laughs> excited about because... Um, I think it's like matured and I think it's really, um, really honest and cool. And not that the other one wasn't, it's just like we've expanded upon some ideas and I feel like really stoked to to say these things to the world, you know, just new, mm-hmm. new things to tell people about. And musically and production wise, we got to collaborate with some really, really great, talented people, awesome which was really cool. And uh, I think they kind of upped our sound a lot. Um, mm-hmm. They did a lot to make the songs as as big and strong as they can be which was really cool and we had a time frame on this album which we never had with the first one we were just kind of making music after work on the weekends and yeah. uh and this time it was like all right it's due on monday and we're like yeah, but it's sunday, sunday. <laughs> like um, homework we also yeah. got a lot better at our instruments and our voices and all that so i think that has a lot to do oh, with we're a much better band than the first four years we were so messy and drunk on the uh, <laughs> on the floor of bars, not laying down, but playing on the floor of bars. We're still drunk. Still we're drunk just less messy. messy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just as messy and drunk. Not right now, though. <laughs> okay, so and that comes out April 14th, right? Um, it does. That's yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. Perfect. I'm glad I remembered yeah. that. Isn't that someone's birthday? It's, oh, it's, it's your a, birthday. It's her birthday. It's also Oof. the day before tax day. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I owe those guys a bunch. Great so, reminder. Oh, brother. I that birthday. Oh, so man. So if you're feeling depressed around tax day, throw on I'm good. A- absolutely. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to, we're going to use that. <laughs> tax return <laughs> anthem. This is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> This is the tax return anthem. I'm good. <laughs> hey, man, put it in an H&R Block commercial yeah. pay our taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably get taxed on whatever we get paid for it, but yeah. yeah. Taxes, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, He's that's that's all it. I have for you guys. Uh, oh. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for having us. Thank you for podcast. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 